I'm going to start off with a word of prayer. I say that. Lord, thank you for giving me this opportunity, God, to stand before you people, God. And I just pray, Lord, that let it not be the words that come from my mouth, O oh God, but let it just be you speaking through me, O oh God. May you speak to me, God, uh, in a way, O oh God, that, that, that your people understand the best, O oh Lord. And I pray, God, that you may use me as a vessel of honor today. And I pray all this, believing and trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by reading uh, from the book of Mark, chapter 10, from verse 13 uh, to uh, verse 15, which says that people were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And, uh, and I mean, looking at my life growing up uh, with compassion, uh, if there's something that stands out is, is the word hope. And I want to share with you my story uh, on the three phases of hope that I went through growing up as a child. And the first phase of hope was hope, uh, hope lost. I was born in a family of uh, three boys and a single mother, and our source of income was about, 10, uh, was about 5 to $10 a month. Uh, and I mean, when you have three kids and, uh, and that much income, uh, that's, uh, I mean, it just doesn't add up. That's not going to provide food for the kids. That's not going to uh, provide money to take them to hospital when they get sick. And so growing up was a really struggle for me just because, uh, I mean, even the 5 to $10 a month, that's a stretch. And, uh, and so I, I remember growing up, I went, uh, I went for so many days and, uh, and sometimes even months without, uh, without food to eat. And, and that was tough because uh, I was a child and, and I needed something to eat because if I didn't eat, I was going to die. And so that, uh, that, that forced me to go... Uh, and go knocking and uh, knocking on people's doors to be, uh, to beg them for food to eat. Uh, and sometimes they they were nice. They welcomed me and gave me food. And but most of the time, uh, what they did is they uh, they either shut the door on my face or or they or they gave you the food and humiliated you and humiliated your family. And and by the time you were walking out of there, you were hurt so so much hurt from inside. And uh, and I grew up, uh, uh, water was a real problem for me, because uh, we didn't have water coming from faucets. Uh, the kind of water that we had was, uh, was brownish water from, uh, from rivers, and we didn't have the resources to distill or, or purify the water, and we had to drink the water that way. And uh, I mean, that exposed me to so many diseases by, uh, I mean, by the grace of God, I, I I, I was able to survive all those, and uh, I remember growing up, I, uh, I, I walked barefoot all my childhood, and uh, I mean, uh, and so, and so uh, just because you're walking barefoot, my, my feet, they were, uh, my feet were cracked up, and I had so many sores, and, uh, and the other thing was that, is that at the days when I went to uh, knocked on people's doors and they and they and they chased me away and they, and they closed the door on me, uh, 
I, I had to, I was desperate. I, I could do anything just to get a plate of food on the table. And, that, and that's what forced me to sometimes go and dig dumpsters uh, to be able to eat food. And uh, what, what I mean by a dumpster is uh, when, you, uh, when you leave your leftover food and uh, you throw them in the trash cans, uh, and, 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 and the trash bags are gone and thrown into a dumpster, that's the kind of food I was eating, food that is not fit for human consumption. I mean, the kind of food that you wouldn't even think about giving to your pets. And so it was really, really tough for me uh, growing up. Uh, and uh, I mean, when I got sick, my mother didn't have the money to take me to hospital. And my mom, my mom shared with me this story when I was about one year old. And, uh, and I had this fever in my whole body and a rash. And, and my eyes were turning white. And, and all she could do was just hold me. And, uh, and hope everything was okay. She didn't have the money to take me to hospital. And she confessed to me and she told me that that day that she thought she had lost me. And by the grace of God, again, I survived. And, and I survived so many other times growing up. But unfortunately, so many of my friends were not lucky. I lost so many of my friends growing up to very preventable diseases like, like measles, and malaria, and and kids dying from starvation just because they didn't have food to eat. And, uh, and so this phase in my, of, uh, of my life was filled with uh, so much hopelessness and darkness. And, uh, and, see, and the thing that I wanted as a child is, uh, is for the people around me, the people I entrusted, my family, my, I mean, uh, the flesh and blood, to be able to be there for me and tell me, you know what, this is not going to be there forever. But the unfortunate thing was that, that the people who I entrusted, the people who I opened up my heart to, uh, to be able to speak in my life, they made it known to me that I was, uh, that I had no value in life, that, I, uh, that my life was, was meaningless, I, uh, that I was nothing, I was nobody, I was born without a purpose. And they made it known to me that, uh, that I will do nothing, I will accomplish nothing, and I am nothing in life. And, uh, I mean, and this coming from the people whom you love the most. Uh, unfortunately, I, I wanted to believe otherwise. But when I, when I heard what they said and, and when I looked around me, I, I just had to believe it because that's, I mean, that's what, what, whatever they told me, that was what was around me. And, uh, and the, people around, the people around the community, they said that there's nothing good that will ever come out of our family. And so uh, this first phase of my life was filled with so much hopelessness and, uh, and a hope loss. And the second phase in my life was, uh, was hope anchored. And in the year 1994, at a, uh, at a compassion event like this, when a guy by the name Hazel Hall, uh, he saw my, uh, my child uh, packet folder. And, uh, and he decided to sponsor me through compassion. And as a result of him sponsoring me through Compassion, I was, uh, I was enrolled in this Compassion project. And, uh, and, and for once in my life, I met these people who seemed interested in what I had to say. I met these people who actually thought that I had something to offer to the world. I met these people who were loving in my life. And, and growing up, I, I grew up knowing that. I didn't grow up knowing that people loved me. I grew up thinking, why did why does everyone hate me? 
And so I'm coming to this compassion project and these teachers are, are so loving on me and they're treating me as if I have something to offer. And, and that's when they introduced me to the gospel of Jesus Christ and they told me that there's a God out there who has written a different story than the people tell you. And on the other hand was my sponsor who, uh, who, who wrote me a letter and, and told me that, that, that he loves me. And there's a God out there who's able to take the other mess in my life and turn it into this amazing message. That there's a God out there who's going to take all the scars in my life and just turn them into these amazing stars. And, and, and all of a sudden, this, I grew up hearing that I would never accomplish anything in life. And I had no purpose in life. And all of a sudden, these people were introducing me to this God that was going to change my life. And through the constant reminders every other time that I went to the project, I, I, I sat down and I thought, I mean, these people are telling me that I, that there's someone who has a different story written out for me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try this God and see if what they tell me is, is, is really true. And, uh, and on one day, I, when I was about eight years old, I, I made a choice and I accepted Christ in my, uh, in my life as my Lord and Savior. And, and, I, and I anchored my hope in Christ. And I have to tell you that that day, I went home a different kid. That I, I went home to the same desperation and poverty and hopelessness, but I went home that day a different kid. Because there was something inside of me that I couldn't explain. There was something, there was a joy inside of me that was different. And, uh, and I felt different that day going home. And I'm going to stand here and tell you, I'm going to tell you so many things that compassion gave to me. But I, but I have to say that the best gift that compassion ever gave to me was the gift of Jesus Christ. And the best gift that you will ever give to a child trapped in hopelessness and desperation is give them Jesus. Because here's the thing, is all these kids who are trapped in, uh, in poverty, they have a mentality in them that the people uh, who are close to them, they have told them that they will never become anything in life. And so if you just go buy them clothes, if you just go feed them, you're only doing on the outside, but you are not changing the inside. Because the inside of these children, they are scarred. They know they will never be anything in life. And so when you just feed the outside and they go back to the same hopelessness, they, will, they, they cannot think differently because the change doesn't come from the inside out. And, and the difference is, is when compassion introduced Jesus in my life, is the Lord started working from me inside out. And the lies that the enemy had put on me, telling me that I would never become anything in life, all those skills, all those, uh, all, those, all those things that they had put in me, that when I accepted Christ, they began shredding off one at a time. And the last phase of hope in my life was hope restored. That when compassion came into my life, I was guaranteed that I was going to get a balanced diet every, I mean, every other, every other week I was going to get a balanced diet. And, and this is huge. I, I know it might be really tough for you guys to understand, but getting a plate of food on the table was a big deal for me. Getting a glass of clean water 
was a, de- was a, was a big deal to me. And when I enrolled into Compassion, Compassion bought me my first pair of shoes that actually fit me and was new. It bought me new clothes that I would wear that would cover up my nakedness from the clothes that I used to wear. And I'm standing here today representing what Compassion says best in its, uh, in its mission, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Because I have been released from poverty in Jesus' name. And, uh, and I know it might seem very simplistic what compassion does. is It takes one child at a time. But it might seem very simplistic that it's only one child that gets sponsored. But the kind of impact that child can have is huge. Because looking at my life is... When Compassion sponsored me, they, uh, I was able to get introduced to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, I was able to bring my brothers, I was able to bring my cousins, and there's so many other people that I have come across to Christ, is that they released me from poverty in Jesus' name. And as a result of that, I was able to reach out to people with the gospel, with the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and, and there's so many kids who, who, who saw me growing up, and they, who saw me growing up in the hopelessness and poverty. You know, they might ask, what is it that this guy has? And you know, I didn't have the money, I didn't have the resources, but I had Jesus, because they saw me every other time going to church, holding a Bible. And that's a great testimony that, that, that goes out to the people out there. And, and I have to say that the best testimony that you can ever give is... Uh, is what people see. And, and, and all over the world, Compassion is graduating students who are going out there. And, I mean, they're doing great things. I, I know so many who, are, who were released from poverty and came from slums, and they're going back there, and they're sponsoring kids. They're feeding them. They're, I mean, they're clothing them. They're, they're introducing to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Compassion is, really, is releasing all these kids out there to be the difference makers. And so it might seem very simplistic, but it's a, it's a really big deal what Compassion does. And, and last summer in July, I had the privilege of, uh, of getting married to the love of my life, and, which is awesome. But I also had... Uh, on top of that, which was like an icing on the cake, I had someone very special in my life, uh, in my wedding. And, and I had my former Compassion LDP sponsor as the best man in my wedding. And I mean, this, was, this is great, and it's what it stands for. It's not about the money that you give. It's about the relationships that are created. And if we see it that way, that it's not about us, because it's all about him. And the Bible says in the book of Luke, uh, in the book of uh, Matthew chapter uh, 5 from verse 13 to 16, uh, talks about the salt of the world. That we are the salt of the world. And what good is it when salt loses its saltiness other than to be thrown onto the ground and be trampled upon? And uh, see, the thing is, and the reality is, is that, is that when you might walk out, of there, uh, walk out there and see the child folders in, in, the child, in the compassion packets, they might seem like pictures, but those are actual real children. 
and, and those children are the salt of the world. See, and the unfortunate thing is, uh, is if we do not reach out to them as Christians, then the world will. And the thing is, I have seen some, uh, is as a church, we, we have been sleeping so much that the devil has been uh, coming in and stealing all these so many people. And just because we, uh, we, we kind of want to say that it's, it's not our work, it's the government's work to do this. But it's not the government to do this. And the Bible tells us so many scriptures about it. Tells us about that we are the ones to be the hands and feet of the poor and the needy. That the Lord has blessed us with so many, so, with resources so that we can be good stewards and help others. And, and, and the reality is if we do not reach out to these kids, then the world will. Because I promise you, when I was hungry and desperate, I would do anything just to get food. And the devil is using that and stealing these kids away. And, uh, and it's all just by being a good steward of what the Lord has blessed you with. And finally, I, 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 I like to talk about these stories. One of, uh, I was speaking at, a, at an event uh, here in the U.S., and and I was, I was at the compassion table, and after I spoke, uh, it, was a, it, it was a youth event, and, uh, and the kids were coming and sponsoring, and, and one of the teenagers came by the table, and he wanted to sponsor. Uh, and, uh, and, and he was looking for a child to sponsor. But then his mother came from behind, and, he, and she whispered in his ear, and she said, you can't do this. And that, I mean, that, that just, wow, that just broke my heart, what this parent whispered to his child. Because uh, on one hand, this teenager had an iPhone. And, and on the other hand, the mother whispered, you cannot do this. You cannot sponsor a child. And the, the cheapest plan you can get with an iPhone is about 60 or so dollars. But on this one hand, this parent say to this child, you cannot do it. You cannot be the hands and feet of these kids. And the question I would want to pose to you is, what kind of a legacy are you leaving for your kids? I mean, what do, because your kids are looking at you. They are watching you. They have entrusted you with their lives. And they will follow what you do. What is most important in your life? And I read to you the scripture in the book of uh, in Mark chapter 10 from verse 13 to 15. Where Jesus said that, that unless we take the kingdom of God as children, we will not enter it. And every time I go speak, you can tell a whole different, uh, you, you can tell a very big difference between how the kids respond and how the adults respond. It's because when you speak to the, uh, to the, to the kids, They'll come to the table, and all they're thinking is, who do I want to sponsor? Is they want to sponsor, but they don't know who, because it's overwhelming. They're choosing. But on the other hand, when you speak to the adults, when they come to the table, the first thing they ask is, uh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can afford this. Is they think about how they are going to do it. But the kids get it. Because they know it's not, about, it's not about what we have. It's not about us. It's about 
the Lord using us to be a blessing to other people. It's not about being critical. And Jesus said, unless we take the kingdom of God as little children, we will not enter it. Because every time you come skeptical, thinking about where the money will come from, because that's not what, that's not, the Lord's just telling you to do it. And when the Lord gives you a vision, he gives you provision. And that has been there time after time in the, in the Bible. And, and it's unless we take the mentality of kids and just do it. When the Lord tells you to do it, just do it. Don't worry about the logistics. He knows how he will do and take care of everything. And I, I raise the big question to you is what kind of a legacy are you leaving for your kids? Because your kids are looking at you. And is what they're learning that uh, the toys are more important or, or, or the worldly things are more important? What do you want your kids to know as the most important thing in their lives? As you have to teach them to, uh, to grow up in the ways of the Lord and they will never walk from it. And today you, you're being given opportunity to, uh, to start up that legacy, to make a difference in someone's life and to, uh, to make a mark in someone's life because my sponsor sponsored me and left a mark in my life that will forever be there. And when you sponsor a child through today through compassion, you give them hope that they once lost. And you help them anchor their hope in Christ and release them from poverty in Jesus' name. And God bless you so much. Thank you.